Chapter Three of Windsor Castle, Book Five. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elise Boucher. Windsor Castle, Book Five by William Harrison Ainsworth. Chapter Three. In what manner Hearn declared his passion for Mabel utterly disregarding her cries and entreaties fenwolf dragged mabel into the great cavern and forced her to take a seat on a bench near the spot where a heap of ashes showed that the fire was ordinarily lighted all this while her grandfather had averted his face from her as if fearing to meet her regards and he now busied himself in striking a light and setting fire to a pile of faggots and small logs of wood i thought you told me hearn was here said mabel in a tone of bitter reproach to fenwolf who seated himself beside her on the bench he will be here ere long he replied sullenly oh do not detain sir thomas wyatt cried mabel piteously do not deliver him to your dread master do what you will with me but let him go i will tell you what i will do replied fenwolf in a low tone i will set sir thomas at liberty and run all risks of hearn's displeasure if you will promise to be mine mabel replied by a look of unutterable disgust then he will await hearn's coming where he is rejoined fenwolf saying which he arose and pushing a table near the bench took the remains of a huge venison pasty and a loaf from a hutch standing on one side of the cavern by this time old tristram having succeeded in lighting the fire placed himself at the farther end of the table and fell to work upon the viands with fenwolf mabel was pressed to partake of the repast but she declined the offer a large stone bottle was next produced and emptied of its contents by the pair who seemed well contented with their regale meanwhile mabel was revolving the possibility of flight and had more than once determined to make an attempt but fear restrained her her grandsire as has been stated sedulously avoided her gaze and turned a deaf ear to her complaints and entreaties but once when fenwolf's back was turned she caught him gazing at her with peculiar significance and then comprehended the meaning of his strange conduct he evidently only awaited an opportunity to assist her satisfied of this she became more tranquil and about an hour having elapsed during which nothing was said by the party the low winding of a horn was heard and fenwolf started to his feet exclaiming it is hern the next moment the demon huntsman rode from one of the lateral passages into the cave he was mounted on a wild-looking black horse with flowing mane and tail eyes glowing like carbuncles and in all respects resembling the sable steed he had lost in the forest springing to the ground he exchanged a few words with fenwolf in a low tone and delivering his steed to him with orders to take it to the stable signed to tristram to go with him and approached mabel so you have seen sir thomas wyatt i find he said in a stern tone mabel made no answer and did not even raise her eyes towards him and he has told you he loves you and has urged you to fly with him huh pursued hearn mabel still did not dare to look up but a deep blush overspread her cheek he was mad to venture hither continued hearn but having done so he must take the consequences 
you will not destroy him cried mabel imploringly <laughs> he will perish by a hand as terrible as mine laughed herne by that of famine he will never quit the dungeon alive unless unless what gasped mabel unless he is leagued with me replied herne and now let him pass for i would speak of myself i have already told you that i love you and am resolved to make you mine you shudder but wherefore it is a glorious destiny to be the bride of the wild hunter the fiend who rules the forest and who in his broad domain is more powerful than the king the old forester robin hood had his maid marian and what was he compared to me he had neither my skill nor my power be mine and you shall accompany me on my midnight rides shall watch the fleet stag dart over the moonlight glade or down the lengthened vista you shall feel all the unutterable excitement of the chase you shall thread with me the tangled grove swim the river and the lake and enjoy a thousand pleasures hitherto unknown to you be mine and i will make you mistress of all my secrets and compel the band whom i will gather round me to pay you homage be mine and you shall have power of life and death over them as if you were absolute queen and from me whom all fear and all obey you shall have love and worship and he would have taken her hand but she recoiled from horror though i now inspire you with terror and aversion pursued herne the time will come when you will love me as passionately as i was beloved by one of whom you are the image and she is dead asked mabel with curiosity dead exclaimed herne thrice fifty years have flown since she dwelt upon earth the acorn which was shed in the forest has grown into a lusty oak while trees at that time in their pride have fallen and decayed away dead yes she has passed from all memory save mine where she will ever dwell generations of men have gone down to the grave since her time a succession of kings have lodged within the castle but i am still a denizen of the forest for crimes i then committed i am doomed to wander within it and i shall haunt it unless released till the crack of doom liberate me cried mabel liberate your other prisoner and we will pray for your release no more of this cried herne fiercely if you would not call down instant and terrible punishment on your head punishment that i cannot avert and must inflict you will mention nothing sacred in my hearing and never allude to prayer i am beyond the reach of salvation oh say not so cried mabel in a tone of commiseration i will tell you how my doom was accomplished rejoined herne wildly to gain her of whom i have just spoken and who was already vowed to heaven i invoked the powers of darkness i proffered my soul to the evil one if he would secure her to me and the condition demanded by him was that i should become what i am the fiend of the forest with power to terrify and to tempt and with other more fearful and fatal powers besides oh exclaimed mabel i grasped at the offer pursued herne she i loved became mine but she was speedily snatched from me by death and since then i have known no human passion except hatred and revenge i have dwelt in this forest sometimes alone sometimes at the head of a numerous band but always exerting a baneful influence over mankind at last 
i saw the image of her i loved again appear before me and the old passion was revived within my breast chance has thrown you in my way and mine you shall be mabel i will die rather she replied with a shudder you cannot escape me rejoined hearn with a triumphant laugh you cannot avoid your fate but i want not to deal harshly with you i love you and would win you rather by persuasion than by force consent to be mine then and i give wyatt his life and liberty i cannot i cannot she replied not only do i offer you wyatt's life as the price of your compliance persevered herne but you shall have whatever else you may seek jewels ornaments costly attire treasure for of such i possess a goodly store and of what use would they be to me here said mabel i will not always confine you to this cave replied herne you shall go where you please and live as you please but you must come to me whenever i summon you and what of my grandsire she demanded tristram lindwood is no relative of yours replied herne i will now clear up the mystery that hangs over your birth you are the offspring of one who for years has exercised greater sway than the king within this realm but who is now disgraced and ruined and nigh his end his priestly vows forbid him to own you even if he desired to do so have i seen him demanded mabel you have replied herne and he has seen you and little did he know when he sought you out that he was essaying to maintain his own power and overturn that of another by the dishonour of his daughter <laughs> though if he had done so he added with a scoffing laugh it might not have restrained him i know whom you mean said mabel and is it possible he can be my father it is as i have told you replied herne you now know my resolve to-morrow at midnight our nuptials shall take place nuptials echoed mabel ay at that altar he cried pointing to the druid pile of stones there you shall vow yourself to me and i to you before terrible witnesses i shall have no fear that you will break your oath reflect upon what i have said with this he placed the bugle to his lips blew a low call upon it and fenwolf and tristram immediately answering the summons he whispered some instructions to the former and disappeared down one of the side passages fenwolf's deportment was now more sullen than before in vain did mabel inquire from him what herne was about to do with sir thomas wyatt he returned no answer and at last wearied by her importunity desired her to hold her peace just then tristram quitted the cavern for a moment when he instantly changed his manner and said to her quickly i overheard what passed between you and herne consent to be mine and i will deliver you from him that were to exchange one evil for another she replied if you would serve me deliver sir thomas wyatt i will only deliver him on the terms i have mentioned replied fenwolf at this moment tristram returned and the conversation ceased fresh logs were then thrown on the fire by fenwolf and at his request tristram proceeded to a hole in the rock which served as a sort of larder and brought from it some pieces of venison which were broiled upon the embers at the close of the repast of which she sparingly partook mabel was conducted by morgan fenwolf into a small chamber opening out of the great cavern which was furnished like the cell she had lately occupied with a small straw pallet leaving her a lamp 
Fenwolf locked the door and placed the key in his girdle. End of chapter 3 Recording by Elise Boucher, West Alice, Wisconsin